when I was looking at some of the metrics on my website recently, I was seeing my post about Easter basket fillers that are non-candy going crazy this past month. And I realized I should really do an episode about this because I'm sure if you have not already gotten some items to fill your kids' Easter baskets with, that it is always helpful to hear from fellow moms about what items are a hit. And especially if we're trying to kind of steer clear of just filling a basket totally full of candy, which I'm not against either, but personally, I like to add a little bit of variety and to make sure that I'm incorporating some of the things that I know that my kids are already going to need as we transition out of the winter season and into spring and summer. So I wanted to share with you some of my family's favorites over the last eight years now, I guess, of motherhood in terms of what I've been putting in both my kids' Easter baskets as well as the Easter eggs that we hide around the yard. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Okay, so as we dive in today to talking about things to fill either the plastic Easter eggs with at Easter time or an Easter basket with, I want to put out there from the very get-go, I have nothing wrong with you deciding if, whether, and what candies you want to include in your child's Easter basket or in Easter eggs. Especially as my kids get older and they're more aware of some of the other foods that exist, we absolutely include some kind of fun and novel candies and cookies and just, you know, the like type things that I know my kids might find joy in. And I think that is a great part of holidays and celebration and food is a huge part of that. And so In no way, shape, or form do I want this episode to vilify any of those kind of traditional foods that um, are just special to your family or really exciting to your kid. The more that we can see our child's excitement, not as a threat, but rather as an opportunity to equip them in knowing how to self-regulate the things that get them really excited, that otherwise, if forbidden, may feel like something that they're a little bit more obsessive about, we really want to neutralize those those items in their life. And particularly if it's something that they know that other kids may have that they don't have access to, that can really pique their interest. So see opportunities like Easter as a time to expose your kids to the things that you know that they might enjoy, but it also kind of keeps it consolidated to a certain event. It's not necessarily something that we're going to have every day or that we're going to put on our grocery list every week, but it is absolutely okay to incorporate into our lifestyles and to show our kids how we can healthfully do so. So I just wanna go ahead and put that out there to begin with, because as I talk about first Easter egg fillers and then we'll jump into Easter basket stuff, I want you to know that when my kids were younger, I did steer clear of candy, quite a bit more, especially when they just weren't really aware that that stuff even existed. I tried to hold off as long as possible in terms of making them aware. That said, as soon as we went to an Easter egg hunt in the community or at our church, 
my kids got Easter eggs with candy in it. So it's not that they didn't know it existed. It's just it didn't have quite as high of an appeal as say it does now as my kids are, you know, two of the three of them are elementary age. And, you know, they definitely are more interested in seeing candy in those eggs now. But the other reason that outside of just, you know, limiting sugar intake in younger kids is also for choking hazards. On a day like Easter or on a weekend like Easter weekend, where our kids are running around with friends or cousins or neighbors or whoever it may be, you want to really make sure that they're not also, you know, running around with a jelly bean in their mouth or trying to chew on something that is just really not age appropriate for their feeding skills. So that would be the other main reason I would steer clear of candy and Easter eggs or just be really aware of what types of candy so that you know it's not a choking hazard based on whatever age your child is at. It's hard to believe in my house that my youngest is three and a half. And so we're kind of starting to grow out of always having to think about choking hazards. Of course, it's still top of mind to me, but in things like Easter egg filling, it's not as much top of mind as say when I had a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a newborn at home. So for Easter egg ideas, if you do want to do something, I'm sure you have ideas of what to put in it. If it's candy or a lot of like the novel pastel options that are available when you go to the store right now. So I'm not going to share with those. I'm not going to share those with you today because I assume you can come up with those yourself. Some of the ideas that I did want to give you to just kind of think outside the box or outside the egg in this case of some things that can be fun are, you know, any sort of a little fun shaped like cookie that may just have less sugar than say a actual piece of candy. So, you know, if you think of like the little bunny crackers, they can, some of them are sweet, some of them are more savory cheese one. That's a really fun and festive option. Additionally, you may look at some of like the Bitsy's brain food or the My Superfood like hero cookies. Those um, can be really great ones that you can just open up the packages of, disperse throughout, or just like, you know, at Trader Joe's, they have like little animal cracker cookies or the letter cookies. Any of those are really fun and all kind of right around that same size and shape that might fit in an Easter egg. Additionally, you might think of doing things like raisins or dried fruit. You might choose to do like little fruit chews or fruit snacks, depending on the sugar quantity that you want. There's some that are more fruit-based, like Chum's Fruit Bites are a great option that you can put into eggs. They would be a little bit more expensive, but if you wanted to do like an Annie's Bunny's fruit snack, you could do something like that. Also, you could do things like freeze-dried fruit. Depending on the size of egg that you have, you might have something like a mini Lara bar Or you can put fresh food options. You know, you could put blueberries in it. Again, grapes would be a choking hazard depending on the age and stage of your child. But you could put some fresh foods. You could, you know, sometimes when we're doing like an Easter egg hunt for lunch, something that can be really fun is to just put a whole bunch of different items in it and kind of expose your kids before Easter to the fact that these eggs can be filled with lots of different things with crackers or, you know, blueberries or carrot sticks or little bits of cucumber or, you know, a little bit slice of cheese and just let them go kind of collect their own Easter egg lunch is a really fun way to kind of do a twist on say a muffin tin Monday. If you've seen me share that before, put it in little Easter eggs and help your kids see that these do not have to be just filled with candy for it to be really fun and novel. Now, if you're wanting to steer clear of foods, you might think of things like stickers, temporary tattoos, those teeny little bubble containers that kind of just fit in your purse for some easy entertainment. One that my kids have really enjoyed is we do like coupons. So, you know, this might be a coupon for your choice of movie night or, 
you know, your choice to pick dinner or, you know, something like that my my kids have gotten really into as they've gotten a little older. But also sometimes we've just written out little jokes or written out Bible verses or just words of encouragement that we can tuck in the eggs too. You can also do that if you want to like limit if you are doing something like a candy or you kind of want to make um, something that you're doing go a little bit further. Just writing something like that on a piece of paper and tucking it in with say a couple M&Ms makes that egg feel a little bit more full and exciting than say an egg that only has a couple M&Ms. Additionally, I, we love those little tube figures. My kids have always loved those. If you get the larger size egg, that tends to fit little things like that. Also, this is often a time I help my kids restock their hair accessories. You know, if the girls need clips or hair ties or scrunchies, those are really easy to, you know, just bunch up into a little egg. Additionally, the only time I buy Band-Aids, I think, are at Christmas and Easter because I put them in stockings and Easter baskets. So you can put little character Band-Aids in Easter eggs. You also might do those little mini stampers. Those can be really fun. If you have little girls like I do, they love those mini little nail polishes or like little lip glosses. Little things like that can all be really fun ideas for putting in Easter eggs. As we transition into talking about Easter baskets, something I do really like doing is getting the larger size Easter eggs when I can find them because they just fit bigger items. And so I'll share some of the items that I sometimes will tuck in those here. But when I was preparing for this episode, I was thinking about how at Christmas, oftentimes, you know, something my family has used and I know a lot of families use as an approach to Easter is kind of like the three gift rule or some families do like a four gift rule. So I think it goes something along lines of like something you need, something you could read, something you're child might want and something that they could wear. So that's obviously four things, which gets a little way away from, you know, the three gifts of Christmas. But I know a lot of families kind of use that principle. And I think it gives us some good guidance for Easter baskets as well as we kind of transition seasons. And, you know, both of my girls have um, birthdays right after Christmas. So I feel like we get a heavy hit in the winter of things that they might um, want or wear or need or read. And so Easter is kind of a fun time for us to just replenish some of those things that I know they are going to need or want to read or just want and also need to wear. And so wanted to share some of those ideas with you guys today. So starting with things that um, your child might want to wear Again, getting into like the spring season, something that often comes up for us is, you know, transition of shoes. We just put the girls' boots away and, you know, kind of winter shoes away. They start needing the sandals and the jellies and the flip-flops and those kind of things. Great things to tuck in an Easter basket, water shoes. Additionally, this will often be a time that I get them a new fun towel for summer or like those hoodie swim towels are a big hit with my kids. Maybe a personalized beach towel. Also, I'll sometimes get them new jammies, you know, for kind of the warmer summer months of like the short sets or for the girls like little um, nightgown dresses and stuff like that. Additionally, thinking through things like sunglasses, you know, do they need things like that or new swimsuits? All of those are some of the options that I often will get my kids. And really a lot of those things can go for any age range. If your kids are younger, you might think, you know, do they need new bibs? Have they gotten kind of grimy over the, you know, past few months and you maybe want to update one of those? Those do roll up really fast. Also, I've historically got my kids' kids' cooking aprons and Easter baskets. Those can be really fun and cute as well. As we move on to kind of thinking through some of the things that kids may want, 
I want to think about the toys and the things that they just enjoy playing with. And so one of the biggest ones in our house is smelly markers. My kids are very into smelly markers right now. And we often need new markers, particularly with a three-year-old at home who sometimes struggles to put the lid back on. So I know for my kids this year, restocking markers, for me, that's something that they need because I know I'm going to end up having to buy it at some point anyways. But I know it's also something that they really want and that they, in bubbles this time of year, always a hit. New bath toys, especially if they have gotten kind of grimy or whatnot. Pool toys and dive sticks are a really big hit as well. My kids love sticker books, activity books, coloring books, any of those types of things that you might want to replenish. I'm always sad that Easter happens after our spring break here because I always want to stock up on all these things before spring break travels. But at least this way we have them, you know, for all of summer and things. But additionally, I often will put water balloon packs. This time of year, Costco will often have those like water balloons that you can fill up on the hose that fill up like all 100 of them at once. They sell out come summertime, but if you can find them now, they're something I always stock up on in the springtime and often I'll tuck in um, my kids in my kids' Easter baskets. Additionally, you know, there might be fun little puzzles or you might want to do like a kite for the springtime for your kids. All of those are really fun things that I know for my kids that they've always enjoyed playing with or, you know, if they're really into like figurines, like Owen's getting a lot more into Avenger figures. The girls often enjoy like Barbies or American Girl dolls and things like that. So any sort of like little toy that you know your kid is into is obviously kind of fun to tuck in there depending on how elaborate you want your basket or whatever your family's budget might be for such a basket. Additionally, as we talk about things that your child may need or read, books, of course, are always a go-to. I think anytime you can um, incorporate a book, either, you know, build up your family's Easter library is a great thing to do. Or, you know, if you have little ones, those little indestructible books are my absolute favorite for babies. But, you know, as your kids go through board books, and then my oldest is like now into chapter books and things, it's just a good time to kind of help update their library, particularly to help start getting them excited about summertime reading as they're out of school. As we talk about things that they um, may need, I tend to be really practical, sometimes to a fault. Like I could be the most boring gift giver because I just like practical things. And so sometimes with my kids, I just want to give them very practical things. But as soon as you put it in an Easter basket or tuck it in a little Easter egg, it can make it a lot more novel and fun. But I'd encourage you to think about here, you know, with a few uh, weeks or months left of school, you know, are there any fun snacks that you, you know, replenish for your kids? Or again, maybe these aren't your everyday snacks, but they're the ones that maybe your kids ask for from time to time that are a little bit more novel, maybe a little less nutritious, but you could put some of those in there. My kids love those little good to grow apple juices. They are 100% apple juice, but they have those little like character toppers on them. In our home, we don't really do juice, but on occasion we will let the kids have those. So those are always kind of a fun little novelty thing to tuck in. Um, Additionally, we may do things that they might need to just kind of update what we have on hand with, you know, their feeding supplies. Of course, this is something that I capitalize on if I can. And so, you know, giving the kids a new water bottle, I know we buy two at the beginning of the school year. Well, come April, we are down to one for each of the kids just because, you know, they tend to go missing even though we do as our best possible to not lose them. That's just life. And so this is often a time that I'll get a water bottle. I know for my kids this year with Easter, I bought like a larger size. So instead of like the 14 ounce, I went with an 18 ounce. I love the simple modern ones. They're on my Amazon shop. They are my absolute favorite and it's what I'm 
bringing all my kids to use so we don't have 14 different types of water bottles and straws combos and things like that here. But they have an 18 ounce one, which is great come summertime. So the kids have just a little bit more water in their water bottle. Additionally, we may look for little novelty food things that maybe you see myself share, or other people share that look like fun little products to use with your kids that maybe it's not in the budget or you just haven't remembered to buy it kind of over the course of the year. Now can be a great time to get some of those like Foos kids knives. So you can start incorporating your kid in the kitchen more, especially as you get into summer. Things like those Dillbug personalized plates can be really special. Also, if you want to get some of like the Nutridashi food picks, she has some darling ones for Easter, but just some versatile ones that you could use year round or that kind of pique your kids' interest are really fun. Or if you've been, you know, realizing you would like to, as we gear up towards like Earth Day and things like that, do you want to start getting more reusable bags? The Bumpkins bags are go-to here. I put my kids snacks in almost every day. Those are one of my go-tos to tuck inside of Easter eggs. And this kind of gives us a fun time to replenish those if we need new ones or um, need more of them for summer and things like that. So those are also some of the things that I find that we tend to need by this point in the year that I might kind of feel like uh, I should probably go ahead and buy them anyways. Some other things that are not super exciting, but they're kind of those space fillers. I know, you know, we are, as any mom can attest to, I don't know where all of our batching socks go, but you know, some my girls need like some new, just, you know, no-show socks. So getting them some new socks or, you know, even finding if they need like new bubble bath or new shampoo, a new washcloth, really any of that stuff that you just kind of have on your list of things your kids might need. As soon as you roll it up and kind of tuck it in the Easter basket, it can be really fun and really functional. So I hope that this gives you guys some good ideas to kind of take and go with. Um, Again, of course you do not need anywhere near all the number of things that I talked about, but these are just some of the things that have been our go-tos over the years that I was hoping might also be helpful for you and your family as you celebrate Easter. As always, Easter is not about the basket. It's not about the bunny. We want to be celebrating the sacrifice that Jesus has given for us, and we want to have every aspect of our celebration and the traditions that we create be something that point us back to the cross and point us back to the purpose for Easter. So whatever is special and celebratory for your family in doing so, I encourage you to do so. But if it feels like it's distracting or a deterrent from the main purpose of Easter, of course, I would encourage you to avoid that and to focus on the meaning of Easter in a way that feels most fitting to your family. So as we move into the Easter weekend, I am praying for you and your families. I am praying that this weekend will bless you and that you will grow in your relationships with the Lord and that you will um, just be so comforted knowing the love and the sacrifice that he has poured out for you and your little ones. It has been a joy having you on the podcast today. And if you've enjoyed it as well, I have a quick favor to ask. Do you mind hopping over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a written review? This will only take you a hot second, but it truly blesses me every time I get to read what one of you write over there, and it allows me to bless others through this podcast and the episodes to come. The other thing that you can do is to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me over on Instagram at Veggies and Virtue. I would love to see what action steps that you're taking from this episode and also to support your family in the journey moving forward. Until next time, thanks for coming over to chat at my kitchen counter. Remember that you will always have a seat and a snack waiting for you here.